Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, April 26th, and you are listening to Primetime with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio, the voice of OU. Uh, It's got a great show cooking up for you today, and lots of fun guests, big topics. You don't want to miss it. Last one, best one. And uh, with that, if you want to comment on any of our topics today or maybe call in yourself, feel free to message the studio through prime underscore time underscore OU on Instagram or Twitter, or send me an email at parker.primrose at OU.edu. We've got some great, great guests coming right up, only a few songs away. Don't tune away. You're listening to Primetime with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio, the voice of OU. Student produced, student managed. This is Studio U, the voice of OU. We're back. You're still listening to Prime Time with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio. We've got today's news briefs for you. Looking at the weather for today, we've got a high of 82 degrees and a low of 63. So a normal Norman day where you might start in uh, khakis and end the day in shorts. Uh, looking at the week, a high of 81 and a low of 48. So some impressive range there. Uh, there's a 50% chance of rain on Tuesday and a 90% chance of rain on Wednesday. So be sure to pack a rain jacket for the next two days. Headlines across the country in the last week. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is now back in the mix after being paused for a while to investigate blood clots. Uh, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was convicted of second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter in the death of George Floyd. Floyd's death led to a racial reckoning across the country this past summer, and this brings conclusion to that particular event. President Joe Biden recognized the killing of 1.5 million Armenians as genocide, equating the violence of the Ottoman Empire at the end of World War I with that of those committed in Nazi-occupied Europe, Cambodia, and Rwanda. It was on the 106th anniversary of the event. Um, This is expected to cause a little bit of issue with Turkey. Moving to OU Sports, the big news on that today, the spring game was this past Saturday. The offense defeated the defense 30-29. to It is a spring game, so I always take everything with a grain of salt. But Caleb Williams, the incoming five-star freshman who was the number one quarterback in the country, did look pretty good out there against OU's starting defense. So those are today's news briefs. We'll be back in just a second with a very exciting interview. But until then, one of my mother's favorite songs. You and I in a little toy shop Buy a bag of balloons with the money we've got Always a jam when ABBA comes on with Mamma Mia, but even better when your own mother is on the line. Joining us on the show today, one of my favorite people, um, the reason I am here, my dear mother, Lisa Primrose. Mom, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show. Yeah, well, you are one of our most loyal listeners, and it's only right to have you on. And so, Mom, one of the questions that we've been trying to answer throughout this semester is, 
what is leadership? What does it mean to be a leader? And so I'd love to know, you're someone who I think is a great leader um, in the way that you lead and nurture others um, and someone I look up to in a lot of ways. And so today's show is all about asking people who I look up to, who they look up to. And so with that, um, who is someone you look up to as a leader and why? Okay. Um, Well, I guess I'm at work, and so I think about some of the people that I work with or I've had the privilege of working with in the past, and um, the servant leader is something that comes to mind. They would never ask anyone to do something that they would not do themselves, and um, I've had it worked for a few leaders that when there have been a lot of jobs to do, they take the the least likable, the one that no one else is going to want to do, and they dive into it with a positive attitude. So there's a couple people that come to mind, but that's something that I have learned from and observed. And then um, I think of the Maya Angelou quote, you know, people are going to forget what you say and forget what you do, but they'll never forget how you, they, how you make them feel. And so just having a positive attitude and lighting up when you see people and then of course just you know look at the example of Jesus in the Bible and being a a servant leader so that's that's what I think of yeah and I think I mean what a perfect depiction of leadership right this idea that it's not a title it's a it's a commitment to serve right Um, I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we put leadership in this big neon light and say it's really pretty but in reality it's really messy and dirty because usually that means you're the one who is getting your hands in the dirt so I think when you talk about how the leaders that you've admired most and worked with are the ones who are willing to to do the hard stuff because ultimately those are the people you want to follow so that's really cool yeah buck stops with them so yeah and on that, um, and this is a bit of a subject change, but because I have you on, and I know you're a fan sure. of radio, um, back sure. in the day, did you have a favorite radio program to listen to? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, I, Casey Kasem was always on um, doing the Top 40 Countdown on Sunday mornings, and sometimes, well, my family growing up, like, we didn't get to miss church and Sunday school on Sunday mornings, so I would put... Uh, tape in my tape player and then I would record the top 40 countdown and then I would listen to it in the afternoon so Casey Kasem top 40 countdown and then I grew up in Denver and 96kx was really the cool radio station and you would dial in and get a busy signal forever trying to make a song request or make a song dedication and um, yeah those were the days and then if it got on uh, it was so exciting you had your tape recorder set by the radio and you would press play and record right when you heard the first beat of the song because that was the only way you know you can get it without having to buy the whole album so those were the the my uh glory memories of radio and i think like you know today's modern streaming technology it's so easy for me to just find a song that i want but i think there's something beautiful in the idea that you're not sure when you're going to get it and that you'd be so excited to hear it and record it um, that's awesome. Well, now y'all have so many options back then. Everybody that I was in school with, like there were two radio stations that you listened to. So everybody was like, oh my gosh, did you hear that song at nine o'clock last night? We all listened to the same music. So we were all fans of the same music. There wasn't as much variety. So anyway. Uh, that's fun. More of a water cooler culture around music, right? And I think. Mm, yes. Um, it's fun when you can have shared experiences like that. And I think radio was one giant shared experience, at least from the way people talk about it. So cool to hear you reflect on that. When you think back to those times when you love to listen to Casey Kasem, um, where do you picture yourself listening to it? Oh, my goodness. I was in my bedroom, and I had to put the tape recorder up to my clock radio because that's what I had. So 
um, yeah, Evergreen, Colorado in the 70s and 80s, listening to the Top 40 Countdown. That's awesome. And I think... And then we would listen to 850 KOA um, with my parents in the car. And with that, I mean, you mentioned disc jockeys earlier. I think, I don't know, it's fun having those voices, I imagine. Like, for me, I love the Denver Broncos. We both know that. I think, you know, I hear Dave Logan's voice, and it instantly brings me back. Um, I think it was fun probably having a season where you got to hear all these voices all the time, and they probably become a little bit like your friends, I would imagine. Was it like that for you? Yeah, really, for sure. There's something about being alone in your car with that voice, and you feel like you're friends, and you develop a relationship. So, yes. Steve Kelly was a good friend of mine back in the day. And when you go back to the top 40 countdown in the in the peak of that era for you, what was the one song that you were most hoping to hear come on air? Oh, well, my goodness, Dancing Queen, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Fleetwood Mac, 99, Red Balloons, you know, Worry, Worry, Super Scurry. You just can't beat those lyrics. So those were a few of my favorites. Brandy. Some classics and some that we can cue up. Yellow, yeah. Thank you for indulging me in asking such provocative questions. I think it's fun, right? Radio, again, (laughs) shared experience, and we've got associations. I've got plenty of memories of Dave Logan while I walk a dog or do something, and it's funny how people's voices and, and music can bring us back to spaces and times and so they say they say music is the true time machine. It can transport you. Well, then let's hope that today's show is just one giant time machine because that would be pretty cool, Mom. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> you have, you've got great song selection and playlists, <laughs> and I hope that Primetime posts their playlists at some point. There we go. Well, we'll do what we can for our loyal listeners. So I know that you are at work and generous to join the show for a bit, but what a joy to have you on to talk about what servant leadership is and to reflect on on the glory days of radio and, and the ways that it can linger with us. So, Mom, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a joy Thank to you. have you on. Thanks. Have a great show. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother, um, a woman that I love dearly and uh, excited to have on. We'll be back in a bit. I just shared a funny anecdote with someone else in the studio. I feel obligated to share it on air now. So um, this weekend, I uh, was given the responsibility of driving the car for uh, Roger Staubach's grandson and son um, as they visited campus. And, uh, you know, the the drive was going well. The tour was going great. um, But all of a sudden, my road was blocked by the concrete barriers they use for the spring game. And unfortunately, this Zootran that I was driving does not have a great turn radius. And so... Um, I had to cut through the grass, um, which was already a bummer. I'm thinking like, man, I'm going to get fired over this stains in the grass. This is awful. Um, but then, and, and the mirrors on this car are geared so that uh, they're pointed at the back corner at the tires so that you don't bump the bottom corner. It's just the easiest part to hit. Um, but unfortunately, if you've been to the University of Oklahoma, you know we have these giant building signs everywhere, the staff, and then the big um, plaque at the top. Um, so very skinny at the bottom, very big at the top. Um, when you're looking through the back of the mirrors on this tram, you do not see the top. And so I'm already panicked because I my route got blocked and I'm trying to escape. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, I hear this, and uh, I look back and, and 
son of Roger Staubach is like looking back and it looks like I hooked one of the signs on the back of the tram car and then proceeded to totally uh, pull it off the uh, staff and break it and bring it to the ground right in front of all of these tailgaters at the game who are all watching this idiot driving the tram. Um, it made for a heck of a story and adventure. Rather embarrassing, but I haven't lost my job yet. And we're getting a call in the studio. Um, we'll see who we've got on. Be on in just a second. As I think I've heard other people say, better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. Well, that's a good answer for a Monday morning. I could use some of that energy. Well, Dad, what we've been talking about on this show throughout the semester is trying to answer this question. And what is leadership? What does it mean to be a leader? I know you're someone who has led in a lot of spaces, um, who I've really admired the way that you lead others. So with that, um, that question, in your mind, what is the definition of leadership? I think it's a very good question and love listening to your radio program my answer would be influence and power uh, a couple examples would be other i've learned through the years that other people are always watching and an impression is always being made on others which translates to trust is either being built or reduced and i think this could be as simple as a waitress if you go in a restaurant you know how quickly they can get your order in or a special request seemingly small thing but they have the power and influence to control that to something bigger related to somebody's career you know somebody being able to give somebody a promotion or in a volunteer role giving you more responsibility mm. yeah and so building off of that who is someone that you really look up to as a leader you know i i don't know that i could give it in one person but i think Maybe there's three categories that come to mind. Family, my, my dad and my grandpa, bless, spent a lot of time around them, and they've been good mentors to me. I went to a summer camp and then also as a counselor there growing up, and the leader there was also a good um, person to watch and learn from. And the third bucket would be just my professional mentors. And I think if I had to share what did I learn from all that, um, it's training sets the tone for expectations and i think three quotes if i could share you're not asking but would be um three sources would be psalm 78 72 from the bible david led people with integrity of heart and skillful hands and another quote might be that stuck with me through the years <clears throat> from mentors is Something that makes me scratch my head after I hear it, but then I think about it, it makes sense. But what I do speak so loudly, other people cannot hear what I'm saying. <laughs> and then a third thing would be that <clears throat> I remember when I was growing up, uh, the Dallas Cowboys were my football team. And um, I remember a quote from Tom Landry with a coach, you know, at the time who's a um, Hall of Fame coach said leadership is helping people do the things they don't want to do to help them achieve the things they do want to achieve. In other words, the football players need to lift weights and throw passes and 
they may get tired of doing that, but it's all toward a bigger outcome, winning a Super Bowl, and I think that applies in a, you know, in a, in a academic environment or a volunteer environment or a work environment. Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of the leaders you've referenced or just the things you're talking about ultimately are, are people who I think have incredible character. And I think one of the best quotes I heard is like, um, uh, talent without character is a tragedy waiting to happen. And I think in leadership, yeah, the best leaders that we see are, are usually the people with the best character over the long run. Was that something you would agree with? Totally, yes. I think that's the missing link. I mean, if somebody thinks they're in... Uh, and there are multiple types of power. There's there's uh, positional power, you know, the person that's the quote-unquote designated leader, but if they're not using that wisely, people don't want to follow them. So, yes, we're all leaders in different ways, and you have an additional accountability <laughs> if you're the positional leader to be listening to those around you and then connecting the dots on the decisions that are made based on their feedback and the bigger goals. Mm-hmm. And on that, I'd love to hear a moment in your life that has stuck out to you in defining what leadership looks like. I know one for me, um, I've shared it on this story before, right? I was at summer camp when I was younger, and we had this giant tower. It was called the K-1 Tower, and uh, we were in a competition with another cabin to see who could get the most people to jump off the tower into the water. And I really wanted to win. So I remember I went up to everyone else in my cabin, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like guys, we've got to win. Like, go jump. And after people would come back, I'd be like, see, they said it was so much fun. Like, you got to go do it. And then my counselor pulled me aside, and he's like, Parker, it's awesome that you're getting all these people, you know, asking them to do it, but why haven't you done it? And it was such a eye-opening moment for me. I was like, oh, like, no one else is going to listen to me if I haven't done it myself. And so for me, that was a moment that really stuck out to me, exemplifying what leadership looks like, this idea of give them something to follow in the way that you carry yourself. And so that's a moment that sticks out for me. Is there one that comes to mind for you, just kind of a defining leadership moment that showed some of these principles? Um, I would... I mean, there's many, but since you're in college, I think of a college example. I think there was a time when we had to make a major decision in an organization, and there were a lot of different points of view. And we knew that not everybody would be happy when we, after we made the decision, but the, the bigger thing I learned was have a principle for how you're going to make your decision, have a transparent process for that. And at the end of the day, at least people will have the trust that, you know, there wasn't a power play, if you will, or something going on behind the curtain. It's like we were all had the same information and, and trying to do the best we can with it. So the bigger point is um, have a transparent process and everybody may not agree but at least hopefully everybody can respect it. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, when you operate above board, people can trust what you're doing more. And that was one of the things you said is important in leadership, right? This idea of trust. So it's interesting. There's so much that goes into being a good leader, but there are these core themes that are apparent. And I think you exemplify a lot of them and you bring up some good examples of others who have shown them. So, and my last fun question for you, were you someone who enjoyed listening to the radio when you were younger? Are you kidding? Back in the dinosaur age, I had a clock radio sitting next to my bed, and I'd listen to the Casey Case and Top 40 on Sunday afternoon, so I'm dating myself. Today, there is so much more choice. So, yes, I love listening to the radio. <laughs> I love it. And with that, are there any moments in particular or places where you always would listen to the radio? 
Well, I think there's two answers. Music, as I already described, and then, you know, listening to, to sports or, to, or talk radio. Uh, in the car, that's much easier, and it's educational. So I think, I mean, not as a setup necessarily, but just my practical life experience, I think, like this radio program, you know, people may not have time to tune in now. Maybe they can listen later, but there's a lot, a lot of, sharing of information and thoughts that can happen through the radio that may be more practical because it can fit into different spaces than some other modes of communication. So I think radio is very good medium. Do you have any favorite um, people who would do play-by-play or color analysis when you would listen to sports when you were younger? Any voices that stick out to you? Well, I grew up in Norman, and anybody listens to this from Norman, my era if you will will remember um bob barry used to be color commentary for um ou football and then uh everybody that loves college football knows keith jackson um and and he's infamous so those are a few i love it that's awesome it's cool how um you know as has been said on the show earlier today, right? Music radio voices can be a time machine. I know for me, Dave Logan, hearing his voice will always bring me back to being a, a wide-eyed sixth grader hearing about Tim Tebow's you know, game-winning touchdown pass in overtime. It's cool that we have these people who we've never met but um, are so deep within our memories. Um, so that's awesome. And I also want to compliment you. You and uh, my mother, your wife, both talked about Casey Kasem's Top 40 on Sunday afternoon. So little... There we go. Way to way to be linked up there without even trying. Uh, but with that, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. I know you're at work, so I appreciate you making time. Again, uh, someone who I admire in the way that he leads, and also glad we could talk about some some radio experiences. So I will let you go back to work. But thanks for coming on the show, John Primrose, everybody. My dad. Um, thanks for being with the show, and uh, appreciate right, you, Parker. Love you. Proud of you, and Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. There we go. So with that, folks, we're going to go back to some music. Don't tune away. We've got even more exciting guests coming up soon. But until then, some Rolling Stones, some Bruce Springsteen. You don't want to miss it. Oh, there it is. Joining us on the show now, one of my best friends, one of the people I look up to most, and uh, a true socialite who is probably overflowing with excitement to be live on air, Mr. Ren Willis. Ren, how are you doing today? Hey, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) So thanks for joining us. Ren is a junior at uh, Texas A&M University down in College Station, but he was willing to hop on air with the uh, with the Sooners today, which is a joy. So, Ren, I told you a little bit, but one of the themes we've been talking about on my show this semester is this idea of what is leadership? What does it mean to be a leader? Um, and so on that, um, you being a leader who I look up to, who what do you f- define as leadership? What is your definition? Yeah, uh, well, first off, thanks for that. Um, <clears throat> so I think there's there's two obvious categories of a leader, right? One of them is like, leader of an organization or like the country um, and that's very official um, that's very expected but then there's also the the kind of leader that anybody can be um, because it parts different points in our lives everybody will lead and everybody will be led um, and so to be an effective leader you you need to listen you need to be willing to learn to ask for help uh, to be uncomfortable and to know that as a leader it's not like 
for your own ego. Um, that's not why you're being called to lead, but you're you're leading in service to those that you're like quote in charge of. Um, it's leading is all a service and it's a sacrifice to put your own goals aside. Mm. Yeah, some some big concepts there on servant leadership. I think you bring a great point. The best leaders are the best followers. I think it's easy to fall into this trap. People be like, oh, I'm a leader. I need to be in charge everywhere that I go. But that's not true. Like you said, I mean, there are moments where, yeah, like that's that's your time to lead the pack. But there's other times where other people are more prepared and more gifted and called to that setting and they, they need to step up in that. So, man, great notes on that. And Ren, who is someone that you really look up to as a leader? Oh, man. Um, I, I look up to, to my, my father a lot. He's, uh, he is one of those like professional, uh, leaders, like that's part of his job, but also, um, just the way that he's, he's led our family and, uh, challenged me as I've grown into, you know, from a boy to a man, uh, there's been more responsibility, uh, more challenging conversations. And I'm, I'm so grateful for those, um, because you have to be okay with getting out of your comfort zone. Um, and it's not something that I would have chosen for myself if it weren't uh, for all these pushes uh, from my dad. Mm, yeah, and I think that's a good point. Like leadership, like you mentioned earlier, isn't always this title or grandiose thing. The most important leadership, the most important leadership is ultimately the ones that exist within our family and like the tone that is set there. So, so great point on that. And Ren, for you, as someone who is, is on the back nine of their college career now, you've got one more year to go after this, assuming you make it past finals. Um, looking back on college, um, man, what has been the thing that has made it most meaningful for you? Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm a professing believer. I believe that Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, died for my sins and saved me and so um i can't talk about college or life without bringing that up because that's uh that's something that has brought value in my life that's the only thing that is worth pursuing and so i'm beyond grateful for the the different men and women that i've met um through serving christ and the people that i've met um in outreach and building up community some of my my best friends have been uh <laughs> Sorry. Uh, some of my best friends have been people that I've met through this, and there's a there's a common bond. Uh, there's a common basis for for deep relationships, uh, and it's just really been incredible. That's awesome, and I think you know you mentioned serving Christ. I think tying that back to leadership, right? Christ was the ultimate example of leadership in the way that he. Um, was a servant leader. I mean, washed his disciples' feet, was the first to stop and, you know, get dinner with people who are different than him and, and willing to have discussions and dialogues and just serve people well. And so I think it's cool to have that as a standard for us to follow. And also, you're right, when you're, you are a believer and you get to be surrounded by other believers, there's just such a greater opportunity there for relational growth because the most important thing you have in common, and there's so much growth from that. So if you could go back and talk to Ren the week before he left for college, what's one piece of advice you would give him? Mm. I'm hitting you with the existential questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. Um, I would, uh, I would tell my younger self just to, to be patient, um, to know that especially in like the first semester, the first year of college, everybody's really looking, 
to belong, right? Everyone's really looking for friends, and um, I don't know. There's maybe one or two people that I'll see every once in a while from my freshman year, but like just be patient, give it time, uh, be faithful, and um, for a lot of people, uh, most people, I think it's not like an immediate. The first person you meet is your best friend for college, uh, but just just give it time and be patient. It'll work itself out. Yeah, that's good advice. I think it's it's funny looking back to my first semester, like all the people I ran with then, I don't really hang out with now, and that's not because they weren't great, but it's because the more time that you invest with people, you find depth and grow in that. And so patience is huge. You don't need to force college in a week. You can experience it in its totality. And so on that, you've got one more year left. Um, what are you hoping that you get to say about next year when it's over, when you reflect on it? What do you hope it looked like? Yeah, uh, well... One thing, I think A&M is going back in person uh, completely, so that'll be exciting. Uh, but, you know, beyond that, I uh, I would love to look back and to say that I, I gave it everything that I had. Um, like, yes, school, that's important, um, but the more, the more meaningful, the more lasting parts are with the people. Um, I don't want to graduate and say, oh, man, I, I, I really, like, enjoyed this person i really loved this person and i didn't i didn't give them um everything that i could have i didn't uh give part of me that they deserved um and so i don't want to look back with regret and how i interact uh with people Mm, and i think something i really admire about you is the way that you are purposeful with your words and your actions when you are talking with people that's something i constantly need to slow myself down in order to be more like that for you um at this point is it just instinct is that something you have to really be thoughtful about how are you so purposeful with your words and actions when it comes to others uh it's it's not instinct um i'm I'm a big fan of fake it till you make it um and so what, what i mean by that is i have to uh set up these habits, these practices for myself, um, to where regardless of if I feel like telling somebody something that I appreciate about them or admire about them, that I'm going to do it anyway, because like the end result, um, like, yes, your heart behind it is important, but the end result is not dependent on how I'm feeling. The end result is them hearing what I'm saying. Uh, Mm -hmm. nobody can read my mind. Right. And so I, I have to tell them, um, and so, uh, real quick, something that I've been, I've been working through is, uh, it's a, it's a book and a 150 day journal that comes with it. So it's like 10 minutes a day. Uh, it's called leading with character by Dr. Jim lower Lauer. Um, it's spelled with an H it's kind of weird, <laughs> but, uh, man, that's been, that's been so challenging and, uh, cause a lot of reflection and it you spend 10 minutes a day writing and uh, putting into words and on paper what really drives your life and what's important and what makes a successful life for you um, and I, I started a, a new habit about 10 days ago of uh, writing a letter or typing out a text message of encouragement to somebody um, so that's that's already been something that's cool regardless of how I feel, it's already had an impact on the people around me. That's awesome. And I think like 
being purposeful in the time we have alone, you're right, carries on to the way that we interact with others. I think that's so good. And that's something I need to be better at practicing, this idea of stillness, uh, being able to be centered in ourselves enough to where we can properly invest in people. And then knowing that like being purposeful with others isn't just uh, have to be something that's the spur of the moment. You can be really, to be truly intentional about it is to seek it out instead of waiting for that moment. So cool to hear how you're doing that. And uh, man, that's awesome. So thanks for sharing that tidbit. I think it's been a, a good season for me of learning more about the, the fruit of stillness and intentionality and cool to hear how you're living that out. And so Ren, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this to you uh, before I let you go. Had Oklahoma played Texas A&M last year in the Cotton Bowl <laughs> like we wanted, who would have yeah. won? Uh, well, you know, I'll say it. A&M would have won. Um, mm. the OU was a, was a good team. Um, but, you know, A&M, we had a year. I think that – not that we would have won, but I think that we, we could have been in the playoffs. Um, and who knows? We'll, we'll see what, what Jimbo can cook up this year. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I admire your loyalty to your school, um, but I think the facts are the facts, and ultimately we didn't play, but I sure hope we do this year and so that I can have bragging rights for the next five. Um, that would be sick. So, anyways, Ren, thanks so much for coming on the show. Again, um, everyone listening, Ren is one of the people who I admire most, and, and he shared some good truth today, so take that to heart. And, uh, Ren, can you share the name of that book one more time for everyone? Uh, yeah, it's called Leading with Character. Um, by Dr. Jim Lower. I think it's L-O-E-H-R uh, is his last name. Man, that is and a it, fun so way to pronounce. It, it's a book, and it comes with a uh, with a journal. And So I've read parts of the book, but I would highly recommend this journal um, to anybody. It takes time, but it's, it's very much worth it. That's awesome. Well, that's free advice, everyone. Take that to the bank. So, Ren, thanks for coming on. Um, I know it's, it's a stretch run for you down there, and you've got uh, engineering classes, which terrify me. So I will let you go and get back to that. But thanks for making time for the show. Um, it was awesome getting to have you on. All right. Thanks, Parker. Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ren Willis. Uh, again, I said it before, I'll say it again. One of my favorite people. I'm grateful that he came on the show. We've got a few more tunes for you coming up. You're still listening to Primetime with Parker Primrose on Studio U Radio, the voice of OU. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the show, one of my favorite human beings and friends, live from College Station, Charles Davis Olson. Davis, how are you doing this morning? Hello, I am doing well. I have gotten a little more sleep than anticipated, to say the least. But uh, it is beautiful weather out today. Um, lots of potential in the air with tests and final season coming up. So I am doing just dandy. I love it. That's a good attitude for final season approaching. And Davis, this is the last five minutes of my show ever, um, and I'm honored to spend it with you. And so with that, um, probably the last question I ask on the show, I'm asking you the question we've been trying to answer all semester, Davis. What is leadership? Davis, what's your definition? What is leadership? Man, I've had... A lot of leadership positions in the past, and I've had a lot of books that I've read on leadership. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, ultimately, I think it comes down to to leading by example, and uh, this idea of of leadership is not possible without um, serving other people. 
because as a leader, you're supposed to serve by example. And through that example, um, you're supposed to be showing others how to do it. And in showing others how to do it, you have to be serving them and teaching them how to do it. Um, so whether that be, you know, you having your own mentor and then you having a mentee and kind of passing down what you are learning um, through example, uh, but it also takes time, it takes effort, it takes the ability to learn how to how to uh, formulate the things that um, you are trying to to show into a way that is teachable um, and uh, in a way for others to learn. That is kind of what leadership, I feel like, has been on my heart um, for a while, but there, leadership is just a, a very dense topic, and there's so much to it. <laughs> it's obviously hard. I'm sure, you know, um, you've asked so many people about it to answer in one question, but that's just a little tidbit of, of what I believe leadership is about. Well, that was a good bit of knowledge, and I think a good summary on, on the answer that we've really seen all semester, right? To lead is to serve. Um, and I think that's a perfect level of closure. And Davis, I think you're a fantastic example of that. You're one of the first people to offer to help and to give something off your own back to, to serve and love others. And so I really look up to you in that way and am grateful to have had that as an example for myself. So Davis, thanks for coming on and dropping some wisdom. Um, you being the ball of energy that you are, do you have a piece of inspiration you'd like to give all of us as we attack the rest of this week? Sure. Yeah, so something that has, you know, has been coming up in my life through my college career. I'm uh, going to be a senior here next year at A&M. Uh, but something that has just really been coming on my heart is, um, man, prayer is so important in anyone's life. Um, and go against the grain of what you think that, you know, culture, society is telling you to do. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I, I'll see in sports commercials sometimes that, you know, everyone's like, be your own creator, do your own thing. And, and I love that aspect of it. Um, but having more of a, a deeper purpose behind that um, is so important. Um, I know I get caught up a lot in um, people telling me that, hey, college is going to be the four best years of your life. And <laughs> I, I quite honestly think that's some of the worst advice anyone could be given uh, because this is a it makes me think like, Oh really? So after these four years, it's all just downhill from here. It's like, come on. So, um, I really think it it starts with the mindset is you gotta have a mindset that says, you know what? Um, that doesn't have to be true for me, but also there's just so much more to life after college. Um, but that where that adventure and where, um, that deeper meaning comes from is, is just being the person that God calls you to be. Um, it means going against the grain, going against what society tells you. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what society tells us to be that creator, but, but do it with a deeper meaning, a deeper sense of purpose. I love it. Um, I love yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, and through that adventure of life, it's just going to be so much more enjoyable.